What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Watch for Mercury. This is a an anime watch along podcast. I am your host Maxim. I am your host Alex. And before we get into our watch of Jujutsu Kaisen season two, we're catching up. Last episode, we reviewed Jujutsu Kaisen season one as more of a kind of vibe check on the whole thing. We didn't go too detailed into the plot, but you get our thoughts on it. And this week we are, well, not this week, but this episode we're recording uh, where we're going to review the movie Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Also, we love Jujutsu Kaisen. We've been watching nothing but Jujutsu Kaisen and podcasting, so we are tired. Yeah, I was telling Alex before this that my throat is, my my neck muscles are sore from how much podcasting I've done in the last couple weeks. And I keep a note in my phone of all the podcasts that I'm on that I'm talking, right? Not just podcast, like excluding any podcasts that I like produce I'm up to, it is June 28th, and I have recorded, this will be my 82nd podcast this year, and within the week, I have recorded one, two, three, four, five, six, seven podcasts so far, so uh, my throat hurts, but... (laughs) Yeah, in a way we didn't realize a human throat could hurt. I didn't know this was going to be a problem I was going to (laughs) face. And knowing my history, I recorded, I was accidentally the guest on a podcast I was producing today because of a guest bailing. Usually when I record two podcasts in one day, that means I'm going to get sick later. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like podcasting is a lot like dating and that you shouldn't do two in the same day. I went on two dates in the same day once. By that second one, I was out of charm. It was not fun for anybody. <laughs> you just show up and you're like, all right, so what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> you're beautiful, whatever. I, I want to go home so badly. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I need to go home and watch Jujutsu Kaisen for my quote unquote job. <laughs> yeah. You going to sit here and pay me to watch anime? I think not. I am so sorry. My neighbor just turned on his leaf blower. I am going to edit it out in the final audio, but I'm really hoping... It doesn't fully appear. <laughs> okay. I can hear it a little bit, but okay, it's gone. Part of me. Yeah. He turned it off. Okay. Part of me wanted to yell out there and be like, turn it off. Just wait an hour. Just one hour, please. I'm trying to have hot takes in here. Yeah. I'm trying to have anime hot takes in here. And speaking of hot takes, guys, if you got your hot takes about Jujutsu Kaisen, Send them in to watchformercury at gmail.com. At the beginning of every episode, we like to read listener mail from you guys. Get your input. Get your theories on what's happening next. Yes, we both know this is based off a manga. However, we are only watching the anime, and we are surprised by everything. We We will not have anything spoiled for us, okay? So be mindful of that. And just let's just enjoy the ride together, okay? Can't we just enjoy something? Oh, no, we can't enjoy anything. We're anime fans. We don't, we don't do that. <laughs> and so watchformercury at gmail.com. Send in whatever theories, beef, observations, things we, you, things we missed, whatever you want. And uh, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash watchformercury. Uh, you can get a review of a Gundam movie every month and our other podcast, Shonen Jump the Shark, which is more of like an anime uh, tropes discussion, but kind of shooting the shit, you know, you know how it be. So subscribe, 
support us. Um, we love making this content. We love doing this for you. I know I was like, my throat hurts. And Alex is like, I'm tired. But like, <laughs> we 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 knew it was happening. Witch from Mercury is ending. And Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 is premiering in the same week. So we had like a, a few catch-up activities to bridge the gap. And then once Jujutsu Kaisen is just airing, smooth sailing, baby. It's going to be a juju stroll. Yep. It's going to be a juju stroll. So, uh... This is the last uh, episode we're recording of Jujutsu Kaisen review before season two comes out. So the day uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two drops, I would encourage you guys to watch the first episode and then write in watchformercury at gmail.com what your thoughts are on it and we'll cover them. So if you're like an early list, if you're a listener who has not uh, been with us before, um, we love our discussion. We love our fan interactions. It keeps the show fun and lively. And uh, I want to just say two paragraphs is not long. 18 paragraphs is long. Yeah. 10 paragraphs also, is long. <laughs> we're going to throw around the word cuck. We mean it ironically and as a thing of love. We don't mean exactly. We're, we're very we're, we're, we're lefty as shit. So also get used to that. So <laughs> get used to some of that. We're very protective of our cucks and cuckettes. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> OK. And our non cuckeries. And our non-cuckeries. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it. Um, so, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Uh, what was the vibe? How'd you like it? They took all that extra money and they poured it into blood. And I'm so better for it. <laughs> it has some of the same flaws as the original series. They compulsively world build. We're trapped in a demon's stomach. Time for backstories. Mm-hmm. But... Every fight is sicker than the last one. I love the conceit of the little girl turning into a monster. I love the the guy doesn't have much of a personality, but his journey ends up being interesting. He's kind of our Itadori stand-in. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just like spending more time in this world. Uh, I wish they didn't re-explain everybody's powers because I, I assume some of this stuff they choose to not explain it's like good, like they don't explain Nanami's powers, he just uses them, but they'll explain other people's power. But like overall, I had a great time. I loved this. I loved this movie so much. And I know, or at least what I heard is that this piece of the manga was written before the rest. So of course it is a prequel, but watching season one and then watching Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, it felt like a nice little cherry on top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But- and I wonder, do they. Do they intend you to watch the movie first? They probably want you to watch it after season one, right? Because it is a prequel that was released so. after that. Because I wonder what it would... Because it, it it sets its own table enough that you could probably start with it if you wanted to. Yeah. But I would say don't. Yeah. Also, when you watch season one, and then you watch Jujutsu Kaisen Zero afterward... All of the callbacks feel like a like little treats, you know. Yeah. Like in the uh, in season one, when Maki uses that three section staff, and she's like, "This feels disgusting to even hold." You're like, "What is that about?" And then you see that that's Ghetto's weapon, and you're like, yeah. "Oh yeah." <laughs> so I love like those little details. Um, I also love that we got um, a lot of Inumaki. The cursed speech guy. I like yes. that we got his whole thing because he yeah. doesn't do much in he the just, series. He mainly just groots. Yeah, he groots. 
<laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he rice ball groots. Yeah, he groots a lot. Um, and in this in this movie, he uh he stops grooting. Well, he 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 does groot, but he um he emotes, and we get yeah. his backstory and he more gets, details. He gets to really do cool stuff, and you see like his day to day. Like he buys that throat spray because he knows he's gonna need a recharge, so he can mm-hmm. yell again. That's fine. <laughs> It's yeah, like the, was, pro- like the just the perfect amount of like shonen nonsense. Yeah, that was a great little uh, Chekhov's Gundam right there. It yeah, was, it's the little the little spray thing. When he bought that, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And the fight happened, and he didn't use it. I'm like, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be badass. I don't Somebody know. Better. Uh, so, um, the movie opens up with uh, our our main character Yuta Okatsu. Um. He kills his bullies in school with a curse in a super brutal intro. They're like bullying him. And then all of a sudden they're like the room is all bloody and they're jammed in a closet, which is <laughs> yeah, wild. They fucking pop the door open on this thing right away. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they're investigating. And of course, he gets inducted into Jiu-Jitsu High by none other than our favorite Gojo. Um, and we're revealed that his curse is actually his elementary school girlfriend. Um, I don't think the, oh yeah, the flashback was here, uh, where he like, they were crossing the street and she got hit by a car and he was like, please don't die. And then the curse formed out of her blood. That, that design is so good because she's, she's the perfect little cute anime girl. Mm -hmm. And then she becomes this horrifying twisted monster. And but you still feel for her because she doesn't seem to know. Yeah. And it makes you think like, okay, when we all die, if it was under tragic circumstances, does that just what people look like when they become curses? They become it seems like they all become these horrifying body horror creatures. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a nice little subtle world building because we've now seen it happen. Yeah, I really liked it. I like I like the design of um, God. What what is her name? Rika Rico. Like Rika is just it's it's so scary and so big, but it's kind of interesting because over the course of the film, you get more and more glimpses of her actually having a good amount of control of herself and like Utah actually being able to be like, hey, no, 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 no. Don't eat them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She feels like a like like I said, the proper amount of shonen. They don't make it into a bit. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, yeah, she's going to do dumb things like a child and she's a big monster and there is a kind of absurd humor to that but they don't like run it into the ground yeah so i really like his design um he gets inducted to jujitsu high and uh gojo introduces him to maki panda and inumaki and uh right away he walks in the room and right away they all brace to attack him because his cursed energy is so strong. This is a test. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my gun when you need it? Yeah, I I loved it. Um, <coughs> they get sent on a their first mission together to set uh, save some students from a school. And I think he just goes with um, Maki on this one. But a, a large curse ends up swallowing the students and Maki and he has to jump down its throat to save them. Maki passes out and then he ends up summoning Rika and it's the first time we actually see the curse and she just like absolutely rips this uh, other curse apart. 
I love that scene. Part of what I'm realizing is attracting me to this series is just the monster design. Mm-hmm. Is every one of them is always cool. Um, it, but like I said, the this show does have the compulsive, awkward world building at random intervals. They are in a monster's stomach, and uh, Maki starts asking him questions about what his goals are. I'm like, no, not now. This is weird. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, we don't do that in real life. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I think we don't. Especially Aaron Yeager didn't do it when he was in that Titan stomach. Dude, imagine being a pilot and your plane is about to crash and you're focusing everything you got on trying not to crash the plane and the stewardess is like, but what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> is this what your goal was as a child? Are you actually focused on this? Is this what you need? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he rips the monster apart. Gojo is super impressed. And he ends up becoming a special grade sorcerer immediately. Um, and his whole thing is that he vows to get rid of his curse while at Jujitsu High. And uh, to help mitigate it, Gojo gives him a cool cursed katana. And he tells him you should like imbue part of your curse energy into the katana so you can better control it. This is one of those things that's like, on paper, it's so awesome, and in so it's like, why don't we just do it? Make girlfriend sword. That sounds great. Let's yeah. just fucking do it. That's kind of dumb and kind of great. Well, let's. Why not? <laughs> Make girlfriend sword. Yes, Make please. Make girlfriend sword. Thank you. Uh, it's yeah. my version of MAGA. Make girlfriend sword. <laughs> what? What I like about it is it's, one. It's kind of funny because. He is not strong himself. He just has this insane curse. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, he should just be able to like hang out and just like sit back and just sick Rika on whoever, whichever opponent. But they're like, okay, well, he's got to do something too. So like, let's get him a let's get him a sword. Yeah, and I, and I, and they justify it well enough that Rika would just be too unwieldy and would be it would be cataclysmic. So it's like, okay, we need you need to learn how to control. And also, it's just a cool excuse for him to have sword training. Hmm. And that's fun yeah. to watch. Love sword training. Now, I have a little bit of blade training, but I, to my knowledge, there are no cursed dead children in the blades. So. <laughs> but if there was, I would kind of know how to handle myself a little bit. <laughs> Angles there, one through nine, footwork. <laughs> if there were, was a cursed uh, child spirit in the blade, I'm not saying uh, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Um... <laughs> So he ends up going on his second mission with Toge Inumaki, the cursed speech user. And uh, Gojo basically tells him, he's like, you can't let Rika out again on this one. You're going to have to figure out how to be a sorcerer without letting Rika out. Um, He also says, basically, like, because of how Rika functions, uh, Yuta and Gojo will probably be be killed uh, by the by the council of like higher up jujitsu people. I have no idea who they are. They always show them behind the paper screens with Gojo just standing dramatically in the middle. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's like Evangelion, like the weird screens that have the, the Sela guys. They're basically the Illuminati. Yeah. Like if you let the Jujuminati, the the Jujuminati. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, if you let your girlfriend out again, uh, we'll find you and we'll kill you. Um, They're basically threatening to do an each story. Yep. Uh, so they go to a haunted mall, 
And uh, the first monster or they encounter, the first curse they encounter, is like a huge school of fish, which I thought was really cool. It's like a very weak opponent, and Inumaki destroys them instantly, which was yeah. badass. But the idea of the curse being like a school of fish swimming around in the air together, it's pretty neat. I really like that. Yeah, and then she was like, curses gather together when they're weaker. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, these are the cannon fodder, so we can see them do something cool. And then there's a bigger one around the corner. And all the designs are really cool. Yeah, they were sick. Uh, so they just defeat that one, and then another curse appears, which is actually like a semi-first grade curse. So a much, much more difficult curse. Um, they end up, uh, they end up defeating it together um, through the power of friendship and jujitsu sorcery. Uh, Inumaki hits his cool little throat medicine to destroy it at the end, which is nice. Was this the one that looked like a baboon Buddha? Yeah. I love that he goes, this one's way scarier than the last one. I'm like, not really. <laughs> it's scary, but that big green thing was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to each his own. There's no accounting for matters of taste. Um, we kind of get like a little exposition where we realize that Inumaki and Yuta are kind of similar in their backstories. They're kind of just like lonely, weird kids. Um, after the fight, uh, but I guess... One of the things that was big about it is that, like, they just kind of click. They get each other. They don't, like, uh, Inumaki doesn't really talk because of his cursed speech. But Yuta kind of understands where he's coming from. Uh, Gojo uh, inspects the mall after the battle. And then Ijichi, the little, the the butler guy, informs Gojo that someone put a uh, a veil over his veil before they, they like, uh, went on the mission. And the semi-first grade unexpectedly show, shows up. Gojo seems to know who did it, and he immediately suggests it was Ghetto Su- Surguru, who Suguru? is Suguru, who is one of the four special grade sorcerers. Which I don't understand because Yuta is a special grade sorcerer. They make him right a- one white right away. There's too much world building in this world. We've yeah, we've we've established this. I, I don't know. I'm like, you're telling me that he's one of the four special grade sorcerers, and there's like six guys behind screens whose faces we can't see. How are they in charge of special grade sorcerers if there's only four of them? Yeah, and it's like they're and they keep pulling this stuff like, oh, he's a near special grade. I'm like, don't introduce gradations here. This yeah. is already hard <laughs> enough to keep track of. Yep. Uh, but basically, we get a little backstory on Ghetto that he was banished from Jujitsu High after cursing 100 normal people to death. Um, so he became a eugenicist. He's a eugenicist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, did really like, learn the really learn the good lesson out of that experience. What I, one thing I liked about this movie is like Ghetto is hanging out in season one, but he doesn't do yeah. anything. So you're yeah, he's like just being a dick. Yeah. You're like, what is this guy? What's his deal? Then when this movie was all about him as the villain, I was so pleased. I was like, I'm so happy we, we get to see what's up with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a Nazi, basically. Yeah, he's a Nazi. Um, we cut aside to Ghetto's temple where a mother and her haunted daughter visit Ghetto. And she's like, my shoulder hurts. I can't sleep. And he's like, hang on. And then there's a curse on her shoulder that he can see, but they can't see. And he exercises it from her and puts the curse into an orb. 
And then when they leave, he like eats it. Um, but when they leave, he also calls them monkeys behind their back. Uh, and he's like really Voldemort about people who can't use jujitsu. Very much Voldemort. Um, he's on a way. He's on his way to a meeting when a uh, some type of aide confronts him because he's like, "Oh, you didn't, uh, you didn't exercise my curse yet." And then he's like, "Why would I exercise your curse?" He's like, "I paid you lots of money." And uh, Ghetto basically explains he believes there's only two kinds of monkeys curse collecting monkeys and money collecting monkeys and he's like and you're all out of money and he kills yeah. the guy which and the monsters are going suck 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 and it's really upsetting yeah he lets the curse eat the guy which is crazy did you have an experience when you watched like him get rid of her curse and her neck feels better you're like my lower back hurts i wonder is that, <laughs> yeah. is that ghosts my neck's been hurting all week, and I don't know. I thought I slept on it wrong. Perhaps it's ghosts. I'm so skeptical of chiropractors that uh, someone who who would tell me that there's a little curse sitting on my lower back, I would be like, you know, they're probably more credible than a chiropractor. You did, <laughs> again? Our, we're going to plug behind the bastards. Did you listen to the one about the the guy that invented chiropractic? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, it was literally to get rid of ghosts. Yeah. So we're already there. <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> Um, let's see where we at. Uh, Ghetto goes into the meeting with his quote unquote family, as he calls them. Um, and his family are a bunch of people that are dressed all goofy. Uh, <laughs> presumably yeah, one of them's other got nip pasties. Yeah, presumably other jujitsu sorcerers because they're a bunch of freaks. Um, <laughs> yeah. and and only a couple of them get backstories. I was surprised we didn't get like a complete rundown. Yeah, I think what we're going to have happen is they're going to appear in season two or later. I think they're yeah. going to come back around. Yeah, um, these are Chekhov's gun- Gundams. Absolutely Chekhov's Gundams. Um, <laughs> those are Chekhov's nipples. Yeah, Chekhov's nipples. Uh, but he explains to them that he's like, the curtain on the, I want to lower the curtain on the age of monkeys and build a paradise for jujitsu sorcerers. Um, but they first need to destroy jujitsu high. Um, and when he says this, Utah experiences a bad premonition and here's my beef with ghetto's plan imagine if every person on earth had jujitsu powers and like sorcery abilities it just sounds exhausting (laughs) to be around like i don't know you're telling me that guys who can't call my wife in brooklyn those guys have magic now no, <laughs> well, I I maintain if the, if magic was real and the cops figured it out, human race would be done. So yeah, don't let cops learn magic. That's not no, good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Also, I I calling it because it's called Jujutsu High is so silly. This man is literally like, I can finally have my perfect magical ethno state once I take out this dang high school. Yeah, <laughs> it's like destroying a rec center so you can have a pure bloodline for area. It is wild. <laughs> um, so at Jujitsu High, uh, Ghetto and his friends arrive in a uh, big pelican, which is carrying them in their ma- its mouth, which is kind of fun. Uh, the all the sorcerers and students come out to like apprehend them. Ghetto gives a long speech to Utah or Utah, and he's like, "You should kill all the non-sorcerers with me. That would be." pretty neat and um utah is basically i just met you also i just met these people so i have no idea (laughs) i've had 
three months of off-screen uh, sword training with these ones, so they're my ride or dies. Yeah, exactly. It's this is the equivalent <laughs> it's like, of I just met you, but these people beat the shit out of me for a long time. <laughs> so I think we know who I'm siding with. It reminds me of uh, the uh, Star Wars A New Hope when Obi-Wan tells Luke about the Force and then he's on the Millennium Falcon like eight minutes later and he's like, you don't believe in the Force? I believe in the Force. <laughs> mm, yeah. But yeah, uh, Gojo shows up and he basically tells Ghetto to fuck off um, and Ghetto tells him he's planning to conduct the night parade Um of a hundred demons on December twenty fourth, and no, makes, that's not a My Chemical Romance album, right? And this this makes this a Christmas movie. Um, yes, yes. He says it will take it will take place in the Crucible of Curses, which is Shinjuku, Tokyo, and the Holy Land of Jujitsu, which is Kyoto. And when he says, um, "I don't know much about." Uh, tokyo and its neighborhoods or anything like that okay this is a this is an anime podcast by two non-weebs all right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh but yeah listeners tell me what's up with uh shinjuku why would they be called the crucible of curses uh watch for mercury at gmail.com i am assuming that shinjuku is Times square and that Times Square oh. makes people miserable, so curses gather there. <laughs> oh, the curses that would be in Times Square would be awful. Dude. It'd be all dead Broadway actors that OD'd because they couldn't like <laughs> reach their dreams. And like it would it would be like uh, really like disgusting, dirty like Elmo curses and like Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Woody from Toy Story smoking a cigarette out of his neck. Like, it would be bad. New York, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is... Moving here, I was not prepared. People are like, Times Square sucks. And I was, I'm like, yeah. And then I move here. The difference between Times Square and Midtown versus anywhere else in New York City is so profound that it's yeah. like, how did this even get to this point? yeah and it's like there are a few things in Times square that are super fun you get that you got like a bunch of candy stores and you're right close to all the theaters but the crowd that has been created by the tourists going to see those like handful of fun things and a bunch of boring things is interminable and also everything is flashing at you it's it's an assault on your senses that place it is an assault on your senses i think if you're an adult visiting new york city you could have a better time in greenpoint and I'm not, that's not Greenpoint slander. That's just mm. a really quiet, chill neighborhood with good food and waterfront views. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're coming to New York and you want to see, like, you're going to Broadway shows, do not cross 8th Avenue or Broadway. Just go all the way around. Do not be like, oh, we'll cut through Times Square. It'll be fat. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, have had, I had a guy once, I walked by, he was trying to sell his hip-hop album, I didn't acknowledge him, and he just passive-aggressively swiped the CD on the back of my head. They do weird <laughs> shit there, don't go in there because you're trying to get to the Lion King. Yep. <laughs> go around 9th, it's fine. That being said, if you hit us up at watchfrommercury at gmail.com before your trip to New York, we can definitely give you recommendations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so... He's he's gonna attack uh, Shinjuku and Kyoto uh, with a bunch of curses, and he's like, "I'm gonna unleash a thousand curses upon each place," and then he flies off like, because um, he revealed his plan and, and he's going away. Yeah, um, he doesn't have a mustache, but he's still twirling it. 
Yeah, he's he's twirling his mustache. Uh, we get a flashback of Ghetto and Gojo uh, debating strength when they were friends and blah, 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 blah. You know how it goes. Master student. The student's like, what if we used our powers to exterminate poor people? <laughs> and the master's <laughs> like, how about not? <laughs> a tale as old as time. I do like um, that they, they have set up kind of a Professor X Magneto relationship between these two. Yes, I do yes, think they that do. actually really, really works. But yeah, it's like, oh, that student, he's a little Nazi-ish, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, he is. Uh, a skosh. After this, a skosh the, ju- <laughs> <laughs> the jujitsu higher, higher-ups meet to discuss Ghetto, and the only note I have from this meeting about how they're going to take care of him is one of them at one point goes, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> That's the jujitsu sorcerer who is from Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! It was it was one of those things where like yeah they throw in English words into into like anime every so often you know but sometimes like there's there's nothing like just like they they sh- surely can contact an American or a British person or something to be like how would you express this because the voice actor is just like god damn god damn <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't work it's like um i, I say don't ask him it's funny when they do it every time wrong <laughs> let's yeah. leave this comedy jam in existence it's it's like um you remember in squid game the guys mm-hmm. who speak english in squid game i watched it dubbed uh what yeah did you not know they dubbed squid game and very well no, I I I'm a subs till I die. In the I know subs you are. version, okay. the 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 white guys speak English, but it's like it's like lines that you would come up with if someone to me was like write dialogue in Chinese and I Google translated Ooh. it. It's like that kind of clunky. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit wrong and you can't quite figure out why. There's an uncanny valley to the speech. It's like technically yeah. those sentences make sense, but the way you're speaking them makes no sense and you have like white actors here so i'm assuming that you could have gotten guys that natively speak english (laughs) to be like you think hey this is a little this is this one this one's weird um god damn god damn so the day before the night parade um ghetto plans to kill utah and he wants to obtain rika he theorizes that utah won't be used in the main battle because of the risk the true purpose of the night parade is to get Yuta alone and unprotected uh, so Ghetto can get Rika. Uh, Yuta chills alone in a classroom and Maki visits him and she explains her whole, deta- her whole deal, which is, I'm part of a clan, I'm like the heir to it, but I don't know, ju- I, I have no jujitsu powers, so I focus on just being strong and blah, 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 blah. We know season one stuff. Um Yuta basically says he's like, I want to be like you, be like you. And she is completely off put by it, which is kind of funny. <laughs> mm. She's like, let me explain my tragic backstory and how I've overcome it. And he's like, wow, you're an incredible person. And she's like, no, stop it. <laughs> Fucking cuck. Classic. Um, Ghetto arrives and he summons a veil over the school, One which is yep. the when she leaves the room and says, don't start believing you've really been accepted. I was like, that line should not be there. <laughs> There's a better way nah. to say that. It's too 
This is a, a beautiful show that is once in a while just a, a fucking brick cinder block yeah. on a piano key. <laughs> the, only thing like, that, the only thing wow. that would be more Jujutsu Kaisen is if there was a cutaway to a chibi maki explaining why she doesn't like Utah with a diagram. <laughs> yeah, basically. basically. And that's what I say. Like th- This movie, I think, has a better handle on the, the clunky exposition than a lot of the series. But it was weird to me what they choose to just let you go oh he's doing his 70 30 attack and what they just explained again yeah i'm just like come on do it or don't either explain stuff here that we find out later go oh shit that's what that means or have this one just play like a sequel but it's earlier you know right yeah i yeah i agree there's a lot of redundancy here just assume people have watched it um and just go with it I don't just go with it. <laughs> it's like we already knew her backstory, kinda, and I get she. There's a reason she's saying it in the scene, but like, come on, this 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 is starting to be a great show that that does not have like like if Witch from Mercury is a good show that is too subtle for its own good. This is the opposite problem, mm. which is like here's the world, here's the world. I'm like, <laughs> hey I see guys, it. I built a world. Hey guys, I yeah. built the world. <laughs> it's like a toddler waking you up in the middle of the night with a Lego. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so during the day of the night parade, the curses show up in Tokyo and Kyoto, um, which is very cool because there's just like hundreds of them. Well, there's a thousand in each place, but they're everywhere and they're all funny shapes and whatnot. Uh, At Jujutsu High, Ghetto faces off against Maki. Um, And in Tokyo, Gojo notices that Ghetto is not on the front line. And he's like, hmm, if everybody else is here, but he's not here, then, oh. Uh, <laughs> Surprise Pikachu with eyes covered. Right? Uh, he, he uh, um, Ijichi comes up and tells Gojo something about Utah that we can't hear, um, but we can kind of guess what happens because Gojo sends Panda and Inumaki to Jujutsu High because he realizes Ghetto is there. And uh, one of ghetto's henchman guys is riding on a curse and gojo goes i'll come to the school as soon as i defeat that foreigner (laughs) okay what is up with that character because they cannot stop reminding you that he's like coded as hispanic and it's 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 yikes miguel yeah like they can't stop pointing out that he's brown (laughs) i don't know i think the the whole foreigner thing though uh as i understand it it's just like it's a more normal thing in Asia, like to call okay. someone that. Like, I guess in in China they call everyone that's not Chinese foreigner, okay. um, and it's just kind of a part of their language. I'm assuming part in Japan it's like similar. Oh, because then there's a yeah. post credits where he's like, "Here's how you really spice up meat." I'm like, "Stop! This is weird." Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I do love, I do love Gojo being like, I'll come to the school as soon as I defend the border from this illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make girlfriend sword again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Ghetto can immediately detect that Panda and Inumaki made a hole in the veil. They did like a cool, like paratrooper dive into it, which was fun. Um, he's, he's already defeated Maki. Um, she's, Obvi- she's all fucked up, but she's she obviously fucked up. She's obviously alive because we see her. She isn't dead in season one, so yeah. <laughs> kind of a giveaway. Yeah, and, um, and credit for this movie for doing a lot of stuff that you know is going to work out 
but still feels like it has. I never once questioned the stakes of this. Yeah. Even though I know all these characters live. I didn't know what happened to Uta, so that was more suspenseful. But, like, all these characters I know, and yet I'm like, oh, shit! Like, I still was feeling it. I think the absence of Uta from season one leaves the question marks open for the movie. Because it's like, oh, maybe he did die before he went to school or or before this happened or whatever. So Yeah, and then you go with the, the rest of it, so. Yeah, I like it. Um... So after Maki's defeated Panda and Ghetto uh, square up, Panda goes gorilla mode, which is sick. I love it. Mm-hmm. Badass. Inumaki joins in um, and fights him, but Ghetto ends up ends up fucking him up. Uh, Yuta shows up and he sees Panda, Panda, Inumaki, and Maki all fucked up. That's what my notes say. <laughs> I gotta st- stop saying that. Two um, Maki's and a Panda are down. They're everybody's wrecked. Um, I say like. I think Ghetto is just an excellent villain because you don't realize how evil he is in season one. And this movie, you're like, this is full mustache twirling, like villain shit. But it's really creative how they made him and his abilities. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of cool that, like, there are, as much as I complain about the overabundance of world building, it's cool that they just kind of played it low key with him in the series where you know he's a creep, but you don't know why. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a, ge- a eugenicist. That's, yeah. That explains why I felt bad when I looked at him. Yeah. Um, Inumaki, uh, like, uh, Yuta shows up, and Inumaki basically like opens his mouth and says, run. Um, to try to get you to run away, so you know it's serious. Um, Yuta ends up manifesting Rika, of course, and Ghetto is like, "Oh, I can't wait to claim Rika, the Queen of Curses," which I think is interesting because Sukuna is the King of Curses oh. in there, as they describe. So I wonder if it's like those are the two like legendary curses or something, or if there's more. Yeah, because they because. She said that she died six years ago, so I don't know if they update who's the king and queen, but, like, she got hyped fast. Yeah. Because Ghetto was after her. Exactly. Um, They end up fighting, Uh, you know, anime fight. It's amazing. Uh, I think um, this is where we see... Uh, this is where you see Ghetto pull out the three-section staff that we saw in season one where mm-hmm. Maki was like, it feels disgusting to hold. And you're like, oh, it's disgusting because the villain used it and you don't like it. It's his weapon. Um, These Rika- are Nazi nunchucks. I hate it. <laughs> Nazi nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rika saves Panda, Inumaki, and Maki. Um, Yuta tries to heal them, but then Rika gets jealous of Maki. And Yuta's like, whoa, 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 Maki saved me, be nice. And then Rika just puts her down and then apologizes to Yuta, which I thought was interesting because until this point, you think that Rika is just some out of control, huge curse monster. And it's like, oh, no, Rika just earnestly loves Yuta and will do whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. And I think they play. I like that. Like Rika got her own character arc. It's in the background, but like it really worked. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um. Yuta gets out back out there. Uh, Ghetto summons a bunch of curses and they're all flying at him. And then Yuta summons like a, a megaphone that's like imbued with the Inumaki clan uh, markings, the cursed speech clan markings. And he 
he pulls the megaphone up and he goes die and they all just explode it's and so good that was the highlight of the movie for me <laughs> and then the megaphone just like burns away into ash it's so awesome this part highlight of the movie so fucking cool I think it's fun that this in season one, we get the backstory of the Zenning clan, which is Maki and Mai's clan. We don't really know what they're special. Oh, no. And um, Megumi is also from the Zenning clan. Yeah. And we don't know what their trademark like ability is yet, I don't think. But in the movie in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, we learn about the Inumaki clan and their whole thing is the cursed speech. So I, I, I like I think with the clan stuff. They did a good job of show don't tell, unlike most of the other details. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 playing it kind of close to the vest with this clan stuff, and I like that. Like we until I mean, if we're just going to talk about like how they handle it in season one, I don't think we found out that Megami was a Zenin until like the finale. Yeah, like, they really held on to that information. It took a long time for us to get there, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, and after uh, he does the megaphone thing, um, Yuta appreciates how powerful Inumaki is because of the difficulty of cursed speech. He does it, and he's like, "Ow!" And um, I'm sure after he uses cursed cursed speech, Inumaki feels like me after I do too many podcasts in one week. Yeah, I <laughs> when I was in college, I I had a college band and i played a show for two hours with no microphone because just no microphone was there so i yelled over our instruments the next day uh nothing just nothing yep (laughs) i i have a suspicion that i'm gonna go to the studio tonight knock out this pod i don't have to talk on it I'm going to go rock climbing. I'm going to get home and I'm just going to nod at whatever Lee is telling me. Be like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. You're just mm-hmm. salmon. Mm hmm. Benito flakes. <laughs> just not speaking. Please don't make me talk. I. <laughs> uh, Trout row. Uh, let's see. Uh, back in Tokyo, we. Um, it's just, you know, it's a big battle. One thing I like about this is we get to see characters fight who that we didn't see fight in season one, such as uh, a man I have named as Beanie Man, and then a woman Beanie I have man. named I have named Braid Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative. We'll find out their uh, li- names later, I'm sure. Yeah, but I think she was a higher up who was she was in the room while they were having the big. Is the exam school tournament yeah. yeah yeah she she's some type of higher up so i'm glad yeah. we got to see her fight and we also see the battle between gojo and miguel where spoiler alert gojo wins um because he's one punch man uh, <laughs> he's one at, eye man um he's eye punch man eye punch man <laughs> there we go. back at jujitsu high um rika fights ghetto with utah and Ghetto rambles about how the weak overcome the strong with their numbers, and he thinks it's disgusting, which I think is hilarious because that's the strategy he's using, which is containing thousands of curses and just fighting, like pushing them all out at once to fight together. Yeah, it's like, like it's like calling somebody bad at video games, and then your strategy is like, well, I kicked your Gundam in the shin until you died. Yeah, in this fighting game. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Utah, uh, during this fight, Utah breaks his sword, which uh, releases a bunch of cursed energy into the air, and he channels it into like a really badass punch, which I thought was fun. Um, Ghetto is like, you're pretty good, kid. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn. Um, Utah basically... He once again reiterates that he doesn't know if Ghetto is right or not because he's so new to this world. He's like, hey, man, I don't want to punch you. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Shouldn't he have gleaned that at least this guy is wrong? Yeah, I mean, his whole thing is like, I want to stay alive and I want to hang out with my friends, so I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> maybe maybe Uta is one of those, bo- you know, both sides are crazy kind of guys. Yeah. I mean, his whole thing is like, is just, I don't know enough about anything to make a decision, but I do like my friends, so I'm just going to stand by them. And that is the gray area of all of Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Um, Ghetto tells him, he's like, I'm going to go all out. And then he summons a special gray- grade curse, and he says he's going to combine his remaining 4,000 curses into one. And it's actually uh, basically a move that's basically a, a really cool spirit bomb type of move. Yep, it's the evil spirit bomb. Evil spirit bomb. In Kyoto, uh, or sorry, Kyoto, Nanami steps up um, and he starts fighting, and he goes absolutely ham for a while. We get some cool scenes of him calculating his like seven to three ratio stuff and blowing things up into blood packets his fight sequences are perfect because you see him use the technique and they shut the fuck up and don't explain it yep <laughs> um we see the uh kyoto students fighting curses of course and in this scene like i made the note of just i'm like i I was watching this fight scene like, this movie is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. when Mai shoots a guy with a gun, I was like, still cool. <laughs> yeah. The fights in this have upped their game from season one. And the season one fights were also incredible. Right. It's and just even more so. What I love, too, is uh, Toto basically explains that he's fighting hard so he doesn't miss the Takada-chan <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> he's course. like i have to go back and watch the christmas special special so we better get this over before then <laughs> i love that the the girl in the broom is like toto's around here somewhere and just like a building collapses like oh there he is yep <laughs> he just is the hulk basically he just is the hulk um back at jujitsu high yuta thanks rika for protecting him and loving him and he's like i'm gonna need one more favor and i won't need anything else from you after that and he says he wants to stop Ghetto, so he'll give her his future, his heart, his body, everything. And he goes, from now on, we'll truly be together forever. I love you, Rika. Shall we die together? And then Rika's face like opens up into like an eye, and she shoots a big purple love beam at Ghetto's maelstrom, maelstrom spirit bomb attack. <laughs> it, it, sometimes a super complex story ends in big laser. They found a way back. They found a way back to Big Laser. Love Laser. Big, She's Quiet big, Zero. She is Quiet Zero. <laughs> um, it's a big like nuke scale event. Like the thing, the attacks blow up. Um, Ghetto walks away super wounded, but he's not dead. Gojo pops up on him uh, and talks to him. All of Ghetto's friends escaped, though. I'm guessing we'll see some of them in season two. Uh, hopefully. Um, 
Gojo, uh, Gojo basically says to Ghetto, he's like, uh, I figured you probably wouldn't kill a young sorcerer without reason. And um, Ghetto, it, it's revealed that Ghetto was uh, behind the incident at the elementary school. So the initial mission that Yuta went on with Maki, that was Ghetto setting up the thing. Um, Ghetto says he has no hate for Jujutsu High or the students, which is... I think totally contradictory to what we saw here. <laughs> and what was that about Gojo being like, I know you wouldn't kill him without good reason. I'm like, he's very murdery though. Is it just yeah. you're banking? He's more racist than he is a murderer. I don't know. <laughs> um, Yuta wakes up to Maki Panda and Inumaki standing over him. They all thank him for saving them. Uh, Rika calls out to Yuta and Yuta has to go with Rika because he bowered her power, which means he's dying. Um, and then all of a sudden Rika turns back into a little girl. Yuta broke the curse. Woo. And it turns out, um, Yuta is the def- descendant of a very famous jujitsu sorcerer. And it, by extension is distantly related to Gojo. Ray, you're is- a Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which uh, Gojo being like, and we're related, is like the only comedy mo- moment in this whole movie. <laughs> Pretty much. And they really like they drag it out in a fun way. Oh, yeah. Um, we get explained that Rika didn't curse Yuta. Yuta actually cursed Rika. He rejected her death. And then when she got hit by the car, he like emotionally couldn't accept it, which turned her into the curse. Um, Yuka cr- Yuta cries and realizes that the whole thing is his fault. It's been his fault all along. Rika thanks him for giving her more time by his side. She was happy with him. He cries a lot, and she passes on into gold dust and bubbles and much magic. I was initially kind of like, oh, bullshit, They're not, he's not going to die. But what they did with that was so good. Yeah. It's like, it was him all, and even the, the kind of like ass pull of he was super powerful all along, they use it as like, no, that was a burden he didn't know he was passing on to other people so i was like Mm -hmm. okay okay i was a little bit thrown by it at first but i thought they did what they ended up doing i was really happy with yeah i liked it It was kind of like a twist and it was wholesome you know and it was like oh this was your fault yeah so uh Later, it's winter at Jujutsu High. It's all snowy. Gojo tells Yuta that Geto would have attacked Jujutsu High regardless of Yuta being there or not. Gojo gives him back his student ID, um, at which point Geto or Gojo also says that Geto is his only best friend. And Yuta's ring glows with Rika's love. Um, and then the credits roll. Post credits, we're somewhere in like an African city. Yuta's eating food across from Miguel and they're talking about spicy food or whatever. And then Gojo approaches and my notes just say shrug. So I think someone shrugs. But I remember the post credit scene being like, why am I watching this? Like, what yeah. is this? Yeah, it didn't do anything for me either. So all in all, very cool movie. Excellent fights. I... I do love that the since it's a movie, the fidelity of the animation was very high throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The animation was dope. It was a great sequel or prequel to season one, and it was very serious throughout the whole yeah. movie. It felt like a proper movie. So yeah, it definitely. I love it too. They used the budget properly. Again, it has the writer. This writer has some flaws that do irk me, and he picks weird moments to over explain but some of those moments were perfect and even the ones where they're over explaining 
were still pretty good. The fights are incredible. Um, I'm guessing that post credit hints that Uta's coming back, because otherwise they would have just kind of wrapped it up, which I'd be fine with. But are they hinting that there's more to come? I think um, I think he'll he'll be back um, because they're just like in season one they're like hey and we have another student on our team his name's Utah and he's like okay where is he and they're like around so I'm assuming Utah gets put on like some special missions by himself yeah but we will definitely find out yeah I wasn't ex- and, we'll, and we'll podcast about it while we're super tired again because yeah, we got we'll, a long week. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll have a, a thousand podcasts about it. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I loved this. Very excited for season two. Between season one and this movie, like I was like, okay, Jujutsu Kaisen rules. Like, yeah. they they have different tones. They know how to do fight scenes. They have great character design choices. They're not afraid to show you a face melt. Yeah. Love a gory anime. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Remember, anything you want uh, to send in, any beef, theories, anything we missed, any thoughts, uh, excluding anything from the manga, um, please send us an email at watchformercury at gmail.com and subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash watchformercury. And uh, Alex, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at AFOSELLA, A-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A, or Alex Fasella on Instagram. You can also, if you want, uh, please do actually, leave uh, Watch for Mercury five stars and a nice review with actual words in it in your podcatcher app of choice. And uh, we will read those on the show. We appreciate it. Helps the algorithm. We're gonna, if we're going to burn this content fire, we want somebody to see the smoke. So <laughs> yep. keep that up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening again. Go follow Alex everywhere. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Asparagus. It's like asparagus with guts at the end. You can uh, find my other projects at my link in my bio. And um, yeah, so go check that out. But other than that, we are we got one more episode of Witch for Mercury. We have the finale to watch. And then we're jumping right into Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, baby. I'll be wearing all the eyeliner. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. May your shield be one gun you brought to a cross-school training exercise.